podcast. My name is Peter. This is my podcast that I call um, Minneapolis Pete because I am in Minneapolis. And um, on this episode, I'm about to talk to my friend um, Brickyard. That is her roller derby name. Um, she skates for the Minnesota Roller Girls. Um, she's a, a previous Minnesota Roller Girls. She skated for Arch Rival um, in St. Louis. Um, she's just a, a really good athlete, really good roller derby player. Um, and it's an interesting conversation, I think. Uh, especially if you're into roller derby and you want some overall tips and, and things like that, this is a good conversation to listen to. If you are not familiar with roller derby, um, I would say it's still a good conversation, but we do, we do get pretty specific into roller derby. So if you're expecting like, um, a general explanation of like the rules of roller derby. Um, just pause this, go Google rules of roller derby, and then um, come back and listen to this interview. Or better yet, go to YouTube, Google um, Minnesota Roller Girls 2017, and um, you can probably find some footage of Brickyard um, skating and jamming, and it's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, that's coming right up. Me talking to uh, Brickyard, who uh, skates for Minnesota Roller Girls. Okay, I pressed record, but we can still, like... We don't have to be serious. God, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we can talk about, like... I just thought it would be cool to talk to you about... And then you do running stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you do... You got really good, in my opinion, at roller derby. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, I would... I think so, but... Maybe not. <laughs> really? I think I so. How high did... How high did Minnesota get last year when you were playing? Like, number um, 10, right? Yeah, we got pretty high, but then I broke my ankle and we dropped pretty far. Oh. Um, so playoffs we got beat we got hit pretty hard um, yeah yeah so did it so anyway going back did it start with running like where does yeah your, where do yeah you mark yeah your... okay so my I played soccer when I was in fifth grade <laughs> that was kind of the start that was like the first sport I did because I grew up in the middle of nowhere so we just didn't have any access to sports like where'd my you grow up uh, we were in Indiana rural Indiana yeah. um, is it picking up it's okay. probably it's probably picking up all of this stuff, but we can. Is you sure it's okay? I mean, where where else are we gonna go? Inside. Yeah, but I think inside would be worse. Okay, we'll just we'll just roll with it. Yeah, well, it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. It's okay. Uh, so I grew up in rural Indiana, um, southern, like middle of nowhere. Uh, do you listen to my favorite murder at all? I've I've listened to like one episode. Okay. So yeah. I, I got really hooked on that, and there was actually, we lived so far in the middle of nowhere that we were actually like a mile from this graveyard where somebody buried a body that was murdered because they figured nobody would find it. Oh my God. So yeah, it was really funny when I, I found out we like played in this graveyard growing up, and it was like <laughs> where this body had been dumped and buried when it got murdered like five years before we had like been there. So that's Wait, how far in the middle of nowhere we were. What was the town, or do you not want to say? Uh, it was outside of Westport, Indiana. Westport? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the little town was called Alert. Alert? So we lived in, yeah. And like, it's like A-L-E-R-T? A-L-E-R-T, <laughs> yeah. It was tiny, like a block, a block long. Um, and I, we lived in, like, the outskirts of that town. So we, yeah. lived, we lived pretty far away from everything. Um, so, yeah, it took us, like, 20 minutes to get to the closest store, like, gas station, you know. And so we didn't really do any sports in elementary school or anything because it was just too much of a hassle. Yeah. Um, but then I started track in middle school, and I had, I don't know why, but for some reason I wanted to do the hurdles. Like, I just thought hurdles would be really fun. Uh-huh. And so I went to practice one day, and my coach was like, oh, you want to run the hurdles? We'll just run them, and we'll see how you do. You know, because in yeah. middle school, they don't care. They're... Right. 
send you on your way. So I did them, um, and I made it through the whole race, and apparently I had, like, a great time for even never doing them before. And he was like, you should do hurdles. <laughs> oh. What did you do before before the hurdles? Did you do any events before? No, no. Oh. That was my first, like, real experience with track. I mean, in elementary school, they had that, like, special track day, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. where you did it. But I, I did track and cross-country um, well, I did track in middle school, mm-hmm. and the reason and the reason I knew I wanted to do track was because my dad forced me into softball mm. or baseball or something, and I had the most fun just like running around the bases, <laughs> and I have no hand-eye coordination, oh so I was just like, okay, well I can do, tra- I'll do track. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will, that that reminds me. So I um, I did have one experience with sports early on. And that was, um, I played baseball with my older brother and my cousin. And I wasn't supposed to be playing with them because I was too young. And so they ended up, um, I would cry every time I got to home plate, like whenever I went up to bat, because they were just gonna hurl the ball as hard as they could at me. (laughs) And so I remember I would just, I went to like two games and I cried so hard both games that they ended up just letting me walk to first base. (laughs) And I didn't have to like do anything. And then I always got out before I got to second and then I quit because it was horrible. so I did do that, and I got cut from basketball. Uh, for, for what? Why did you get I was the only one that got cut two years in a row, so <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think I had very good hand-eye coordination either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so track track was appealing because there was nothing else involved at the moment. Although I was good at soccer, so I don't know. It was the hands I couldn't use yeah. at all. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like track people are usually good at soccer, and, yeah. like, and cross-country people are good at soccer. Yeah. Basketball people are not good at soccer. We'll just tell ourselves that. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so I did, I started with the hurdles um, in middle school, and then um, I did, like, every event. You know, they throw you in everything in middle school. So I was doing hurdles and the 100 and the 4x1 and the 4x4, if they even had those, I don't even remember, and, like, the 400. Um, and I did soccer on the side, too. So during that time is when I started soccer for a more organized team. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I did this kind of combination of soccer and track all through middle school and high school. Uh, and then in high school, I went to state every year, but one maybe for, for hurdles. For hurdles, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so I did the 100 hurdles and the 300 hurdles. Uh, but I'm not like really, really fast. So the 100 hurdles wasn't my best event. Like it was that's, that's like a sprint and you're jumping over hurdles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I think I just, I didn't have that like straight speed, so I needed something to make it a little bit more of an even playing field so I could jump over hurdles really well, so it kind of like counteracted the fact that I wasn't super fast. Oh, yeah. Um, but then with the 300 hurdles, I had much, I could like maintain a speed for a really long time, you know, like mm-hmm. running track. I was really good mm-hmm. at like the 400. Um, you did 400 also? Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. open, yeah. Yeah. My, I think I did. I did two mile. I did the two mile and eight hundred. I think those were my two events. The two mile is like my favorite. Well, they do the fifteen hundred in college. That's like my favorite race to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of. They don't really do like a two mile in college. No. No. Huh. I'm pretty sure there was two mile. They do a three k sometimes. No, they don't even do that. Am I making that up? Did you do two mile? No, there was a two mile, but I just I'm thinking now like they don't really do that. And maybe it's just here. I think my, I think my best mile time. I think the best mile time I ever got was like five ten. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But we had guys that were running in the four, like in high fours. Yeah. Okay, just making terms. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, uh, oh well. <laughs> just kidding. Um. Yeah, and uh, and then I did cross country, which is you know three miles. I think my best cross country time was like eighteen something. Yeah, for 18, the 15. for the five. Did you guys do three k, five k? Uh, five k. Yeah, for three miles. Yeah, yeah. I did some five k's eventually. What did you do? Can I ask your time? Uh, my fastest was 18 something, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that the course was short. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it wasn't on the, it wasn't a track; it was like a cross country race. There's um, no way. I don't know about you, but yeah. there's no way I could ever run that fast ever again. No, no. I just did. Um, I think my fastest 5K now is I barely broke 20. Yeah. 
But Whoa, I, that's really good. Yeah, but it was, I don't know how I did it. Like it was like one of those otherworldly experiences where you just like don't realize what you're doing. Are you doing? Hey, pupper. Hi. Hey, buddy boy. Is he a friendly dog? I have another dog. Oh, I mean, I have a dog. Hi, bud. <laughs> what kind of dog is he? Oh, that's cute. Looks like a German Shepherd mix, maybe. All the snacks. Um, but you do running. You like you continued your running, right? Like mm -hmm. into college or yeah. Or no? So in college, I did the hurdles and stuff still. Um, yeah. So I was doing. 100 hurdles, the 400 hurdles, the 4x1 and the 4x4, like every track meet in college. Um, and then I also did soccer my first year, but our soccer coach was a horrible person. <laughs> he was no. awful. He was just so, like he ended up getting fired a couple years after I quit soccer. Um, because he was just, everybody on the team like petitioned for him to leave, like they went on strike. He was just really bad. Um, so okay. after that. Just, he was just a bad person yeah he i don't know if he he never did anything that i knew of that was like crossing the line but he would do things like like i would go on the field and he would just tell me to kick the ball to somebody else on the team that was going to score for us so his strategy would be like just give it to these two cherry pickers and let them score and like uh, that was it so we taught the whole team just how to like pass it to one or two people and that like it was just really and then everybody hated these two girls, even though they were really nice people, but he was putting yeah. them in these weird positions, and yeah. I think it went downhill after I left, and then got pretty bad. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But I ended up doing cross-country instead, because the track coach was also the cross-country coach, so he was like, well, yeah. if you're not doing soccer, you should do cross-country. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know. In college, I... I spent so much time focusing on track that cross country was just kind of fun, you know. Oh, so yeah. He was. I ended up running my fastest, like 5K, after the year after I graduated. Um, and he, when he saw my time, he was so mad at me. He <laughs> my was coach mad. Was like, why didn't you run with 18 something when you were in college? Oh. And I was like, ah, I did, didn't care when I was in college. Oh man. So yeah, he was pretty mad about that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Cross country is weird, like because. I'm trying to think if there's other sports like cross country. I guess there are, where like there's pockets of people watching you. Oh you know? yeah, it's I guess like, it's like cross country skiing or yeah, yeah, or another cross country type event. <laughs> right, yeah, or like cyclocross is yeah. like that, like yeah. those bike races. I just remember in high school, we would do like mind games, like you elbow people <laughs> when they're running behind you, or like you slow up so that you know like trip them up a little bit yeah kick their feet i had really long hair and i would like wet it down so that anybody running behind me would would get like <laughs> oh my gosh that's would, horrible yeah <laughs> i wasn't that ruthless but again no. i wasn't at the front of the pack most of the time so. oh i wasn't either i was like <laughs> middle at, at best that's awesome yeah um, i i would like i always said that like I would force all of my children to run cross country at least once in their life because it just—I feel like it does something to you. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I wish maybe I'll, maybe I can get back into running yeah. with the even with this stupid the back, uh, thing. back injury thing. Okay, so you so uh, soccer, stop oh, yeah. soccer, cross country, and track. Yeah. And then yeah, so then that's kind of where I hit my peak of. Um, Hurdles, hurdling, I should say. So we were a pretty good team. Uh, and then I ended up going to nationals my, was that my senior year? My senior year. So I qualified for nationals until like the very last meet because they do this thing where it's like a rolling list of people. And then like the very last weekend, people will run and bump others off because they don't run as fast. So mm -hmm. I, I like was on the list every year until like the very last second that I'd get bumped off. And then my senior year, I made it finally. Uh, so I went to nationals for the 400 hurdles, um, yeah, and that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. It was like a, a culmination of of working really hard, and then all of a sudden I had like my best time ever at nationals. So it was yeah. a really good place to finish. Yeah. Um, and I got fourth overall, uh, which was awesome. I almost got third by like hundredth of a second. So. Oh no! Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I was still division three, so I have to keep reminding myself. You know, you're fourth in nationals for D three, which means 
you could probably hold your own in a D1 race, but you know, you're not going to win D1 or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I ran my 400 hurdles. Fastest time was a 61.3. Is that good? I don't know anything. I mean, my, my open 400 was like a 59, so it was only two seconds slower with the hurdles. And four, so open 400, it means it's, it's one lap around the track, mm -hmm. yep. right? Yep. With no hurdles. With no hurdles, yeah. Okay. So a decent, like right now, I would say a really fast 400 time would be like a 56. Oh, like that okay. would be like a really fast 400 time, but yeah. And then so the 300 with hurdles only being 61, like that's pretty uh, the good. 400 with hurdles. Oh, 400 yeah. with mm -hmm. hurdles. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. So it's funny now because I coach track um, at St. Olaf and I coach a lot of 400 hurdlers and they, you know, they're running pretty good times for the the conference. You know, like 66, 67, and. Just yesterday, one of them asked me what I ran, and I was like, "Oh, it's like a 61." And they were they were very they were very sad that none of them could beat me. <laughs> it wasn't like, "Oh, congratulations!" It was just, "Oh, we can't beat you. That's insane." Do you think you could do that now? No, probably not. I could come close. I could do a 66. I could beat all the girls on my team, probably. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Though. <laughs> well, it's on it's on record now. <laughs> Don't send it to them. Okay, I won't. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, so, I'm I'm seeing where the connection to Derby comes yeah. in eventually, right? Like, yeah, I think so. So, so we're doing. So, what happens then after that? Oh, okay. So, I graduate, and then unfortunately, when you're a hurdler, when you graduate from college, you don't have that many opportunities to hurdle anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up switching to uh, triathlons and marathon training. Uh, and some other like you know 5k 10k just anything I could get my hands on. Did you run marathons? Mm -hmm. I ran four marathons. Oh. Uh, the first one I ran, I qualified for Boston. I ran like a, wow. it was like unbelievable. I, was, I don't even know how I did it. It was I averaged 7:20 per mile for the marathon, so it was like a 3:20 something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I still can't. I don't even know how that happened. It was. So I, three hours, you said? Yeah, three hours, 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that <So>. sounds awful. <laughs> so I, it was great. Like, I finished, and I felt really good, and I was so excited. And then I did another marathon, and I just got so injured. What happened? Um, I It's just overuse injuries. So I, I got Achilles tendonitis, mm -hmm. perineal tendonitis. And Perineal's right underneath the front of the kneecap? Is that what? Uh, no, it's actually in your foot. Oh, oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's maybe it's something in your knee too, but mine was in my foot. I think it's okay. And then, uh, yeah, don't, don't quote me on that. Right. This isn't a medical. Yeah. This isn't like a medical <laughs> reference show. Some, another thing that was really torn up, and then uh, I strained my hip flexor because I was limping so bad on the other foot. Oh god. Um, so I had to go through a lot of physical therapy. Yeah. Let's wait a second. quite the haul uh, and then I ended up not going to the Boston Marathon I was so I couldn't do it and then I didn't know if I should just pay like $500 to go and just watch oh 500 bucks yeah it was a lot so I ended up um, not going it's kind of sad but at the same time I didn't want to run another marathon either <laughs> but yeah I ended it seems up, brutal yeah 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 it's 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 a lot a lot to do it, it hurts your body I don't I tell people not to do them because it's just not good for your body at all yeah it doesn't but. seem like it would be good no and then I ended up running a a marathon in Disney I ran the Disney marathon just a couple years ago Florida or California uh, in Florida okay with uh, some friends actually from our tribal oh yeah yep yep so one of them ran with me and the other one just came to hang out and watch us yeah uh, and that was that was really fun that was that was like a if you're ever going to do a marathon, I'd do the Disney Marathon. Because oh. you run slow, you hang out with like all kinds of fun people in costumes, and yeah. you get to see the whole park. So was, yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did it take like six hours to do or something? Yeah, it was like six hours. Okay. It was That part was not fun. <laughs> At a certain point, you're just done running. It's just, right. just ready to be over. So um, Yeah, but besides that, I did a lot of triathlons. Uh, so I did some just regular old road triathlons, and I really got into off-road triathlons. Oh, yeah. Because I hated how people spent like thousands of dollars on these really nice bikes and then they would win the bike part of the triathlon. So yeah. 
I just got a mountain bike and started doing mountain biking, mm-hmm. off-road stuff, and I felt like it evened it out a little bit because I, I would just fall and get back up over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and triathlon, what's, what are the distances in a triathlon again? Uh, it varies, so yeah. it's usually about a mile-ish swim, and then usually about a 30 to 50 mile bike, and then usually anywhere from a 5k to a 10k. Mm, okay. Yeah. There's I'll, a lot longer ones, like there's some that are very long, but that was about all I did. Okay. Yeah. 30 to 50 mile bike ride, that would, ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I hate biking. I'm, <laughs> I I want to like it, but I just can't get comfortable on no, a bike. me neither. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have these massive bike shorts with this huge, like, padded butt, and it's still... I can't even bike on, like, a stationary bike for more than 20 minutes without getting really angry. So. Yeah, I don't... I wish I, I wish I could be comfortable, but yeah. I'm not. I'm with you there. Yeah. It's all right. We'll stick to roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see, yeah. So, okay, so... So then what? Where, where does... I'm not trying to rush the story no, along, no. but I, I'm waiting. <laughs> I I'm waiting we haven't to even see got the, to the derby part. Yeah, yet. I'm waiting to see where it ties in. So then, um, do you stand up? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. then, uh, I I was at this phase where I was like tired of doing triathlon, sick of doing distance running stuff. I was all by myself, and I didn't like competing against myself all the time. Yeah. So that can, I. Oh, that's yeah. really obnoxious. It's definitely it wears on you a little bit. For sure. Every time you do a race and you finish, you're like, why does it matter? Like, nobody else cares but me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. It, it, like, I used to, um, I, I did journalism, and that's a lot of writing, mm-hmm. and writing feels like the same thing. You're just like... <laughs> why? Nobody cares. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got this sentence right, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Do you wish you just read it to somebody? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I went to, I visited St. Louis with my cousin. My cousin lives in St. Louis. And I saw Roller Derby when I was there. And, because he was an old fan of Arch. And then, uh, while I was there, I kind of just decided that I would be able to do it. It was, it was a phase of my life where I was, you know, I wanted something more. And I wanted to do a team sport. And I wanted it to be competitive. And so I went over to their little, like, sign up to be a roller girl thing. And I put my name on it. I didn't own skates. I didn't own anything. I've never done roller derby stuff before. I yeah. had done some like rollerblading, aggressive rollerblading, where you like grind down rails and stuff. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so I was somewhat comfortable with being in weird positions on wheels, but you know. What year was that that you signed up? Uh, it was in 2000 and either late 2010 or early 2011. Okay. Um, because I didn't start going to tryouts until summer of 2011. Oh, okay. um, yeah, it took them a while to get get back to me, and then I finally got I like forgot about it entirely, and then I got this email that was you know told me when the next date for tryouts was, and so I and then all these different clinic dates, and I was like, well, who needs to go to a clinic for this stuff? I'm just gonna show up to tryouts. <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> yeah, which is a bad idea, you know, because like I, I hadn't known anything, so I showed up to tryouts. I didn't have skates. All I had was uh, you know protective equipment. So I showed up in Chewbacca. Uh, Chewbacca, oh my gosh. Chewbacca? Chewbacca, Chewy. Yeah. Uh, one of my old uh, arch skaters, she she was leading the tryouts. She's like, oh, you don't, you didn't bring skates with you? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so she ended up letting me borrow some of hers, her outdoor skates. Because um, I was, you know, I had no idea. I was like, okay, that sounds good. And I ended up just going through the whole tryout and, you know, really was really bad at it but uh you know I didn't I wasn't scared I think that was a big thing you know I'm so used to falling all the time and and, you know with triathlons and and just putting myself through a lot of physical pain for whatever reason yeah so I tried out and I just I don't they liked me I guess (laughs) (laughs) so were you trying out for home season or yeah it was for home season yeah so um I was trying I think it I don't I can't remember now how the structure was but um yeah, you just try out, and then you get voted into the league, onto a home team. Um, again, much smaller than Minnesota, so you don't have to fight against 200 other people. There was, yeah, like 15 of us, so right. uh, we almost all of us got drafted to a team pretty shortly. Uh, but yeah, so I kept going back, and it was fun. And I played in my first bout in March, so I started skating for the first time in September, uh, and my first bout was March. And it was the championship bout, home team championship bout. <laughs> so it took, how long did it take you to get through their training program? Not very long. I want to say maybe like, maybe like 
two months. Oh, okay. Um, so long enough yeah. to get through it. So but. September to whatever, you were in, train, in their training program. Mm -hmm. What do they call it? Uh, they don't really have a name like okay. we do. Yeah. Draftees, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, we just we recently changed our name. I don't oh, know really? What that. is it? We changed it to the Raptors. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad we're not calling it that other name. I don't like, I don't like. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, I think it's interesting, like the transition from like training to first game. That's mm -hmm. why I'm sort of like pausing at this. Yeah. So like September, two months is like. December or something? Yeah, I think I got drafted to the Smashinistas. That was my team. Yeah. Um, it must have been in January or February because I remember they asked me to play in my first bout almost immediately after I'd gotten drafted, the one in March, early March. So I was, I must have been in, in some sort of a fresh, they might have called it fresh meat. Yeah. Some sort of fresh meat program. Yeah. Uh, for the first two, two to three months and then got drafted after that. Okay. But again, it's a very it was a very informal process there. Yeah. They yeah. pretty much decide at some point that you're done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so so you playing your first game in mm -hmm. March. Yep. And that was the final. That was the championship. Yes. Okay. And it was, I was horrified. I look looking at pictures of myself. I had on, you know, my R2s, really old school <laughs> with these really bright wide yellow wheels and I had on fishnets of course <laughs> and you know pigtails although I still do that sometimes and I just I look I'm like standing up all weird yeah and I, did, did you have the mouth the guard big with mouth the guard. with you know the kind that has the connector that connects onto the I don't know mine didn't I think I might have cut the connector part off of mine actually oh, God. <laughs> yeah those are yeah. It, it, people just look so funny with those things on. Yes, it was so big and uncomfortable. And my helmet was way too big, so I had to wear like a huge bandana underneath it to make it not <laughs> fall off my head. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. Oh, it were, was... Did you jam and block, or were you just blocking? I just jammed. Oh, actually. you just jammed? Yeah. <laughs> for your very first game? Yes, it was horrifying. So like, and did you choose, did, were you going by Brickyard the whole time? Yep, mm-hmm, I was always Brickyard. Yeah, my husband says, look, he, he Looking back now, he just remembers how stupid I looked. <laughs> like he just, he did make some crack up still to think about you know just I don't know. You feel like you're so cool, and then really you sticking out like a sore thumb on this track with all these people that know what they're doing. Yeah. I I barely had knew how to do stop, so I fell all the time. Like it, it was it was pretty intense. Um. Yeah, and uh, but and I guess they just knew because you'd done all that running and triathlons and stuff they're like oh brickyard's gonna be a jammer yeah i yeah i don't think i chose to be a jammer for sure <laughs> no i don't think i chose i don't think i chose that path <laughs> but i think I, I was a lot smaller back then so it was you know i'd been coming off of doing nothing but marathons and triathlons so i yeah. weighed like 20 pounds less than i do now so oh i was gosh. like a, i was like a twig oh yeah. my god yeah, yeah. So. and what uh why brickyard so I'm from Indiana, like I had mentioned. Uh -huh. uh, so one of my best friends growing up, he his dad was a huge NASCAR fan, and so uh -oh. um, we spent a lot of time just kind of making fun of NASCAR. So when I was choosing a name, I wanted to do something to remind people about Indiana. Uh, oh yeah. So Brickyard, the Brickyard 400 is an old NASCAR race, uh -huh. and then now it's called something else, like some sponsor's name or something. Yeah. Um, but so it's really funny now because the people that know NASCAR know my name, so they'll be like, "Oh, Brickyard 400, like that NASCAR race," and you're, you kind of have this special type of fan that knows about NASCAR. Yeah, which you don't, which you're not really a fan no. of. No. <laughs> That's no. funny. No, but it's it's. And it's isn't fun. Bricktator on that on, yep. on that team too? Bricktator came to Arch a couple years, like probably four years after I was there, three oh, years okay. after I was there. Uh huh. Yeah, so we tried to call her Tater. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently she, she, somebody else came up with her name, so she was, it was really funny because she wasn't really attached to it in the first place, I don't think. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, did you, how long, what was the progression from home team to travel team? So right after that March bout, that was my first one, we moved into the travel season for the summer, and I was drafted to the B team, right away but I was benched 
the whole season. Um, I think it was more politics than anything. Oh. I don't want to say too much. Sure. <laughs> but I was sure. benched the whole season, and um, you know, it, was, it wasn't too awful because I didn't know what I was getting myself into really. But um, it was it was fun to be with the team and hang out. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up I had broken my wrist uh, a year before that I didn't I didn't know about it. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I, I had broken my wrist doing that aggressive skating, and it had been bothering me still through derby. And so I went to the doctor after a couple, of, you know, into the summer. And I found out my wrist had been broken for a whole year. <laughs> and so they said I had to get surgery, so I figured I would do it then since mm. I wasn't playing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up, yeah, I got wrist surgery that first summer that I was on the B team since I wasn't skating. And then um, after that, went back into home season and then was drafted to the A team the next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how long, were you, how long were you on Arch for? Uh, let's see. I was there until two, what year is it now? 2018. 2016. Okay. was my last chance with them. So you played five seasons, four mm-hmm. seasons? Five seasons with them. Okay. Yeah. How right? high, how, and you guys, I remember you guys like got, you were very high up there, right? Yeah, well, I, when I was on Arch, my, the second last year I was there, the second, oh man, I played too many years, they were getting all confused. I think it was my second to last season with them, it was the first time we had gotten to champs. Oh, okay. Um, it was, it was super exciting. But then after that, yeah, we, we blew up in the rankings. Like, we went up and up and up. And then um, even now, I mean, they're way up there now. Yeah. But we were getting into the, the top top 15 easy mm-hmm. in the last couple of seasons. And we started, we had a season where we started off 24th, and we made it to uh, made it to um, champs that year. Oh, that's awesome. So we awesome. just, like, every game we just rose so much. Yeah. So it was really exciting. Yeah, yeah. They're a really good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... So at some point you moved to Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, that was in actually in 2016. Uh, oh my gosh, was it? Yeah, I think so. It's 2016, 2017. The reason this I'm saying I think so is because I remember you coming to our practices. Yeah. And I was, I think I was on the terrors at that. Point. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was coming. I came. We moved here in the summer or late in the summer, and then it was like August or I think, and then. I was still trying to skate with Arch for the champs because mm. they were in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. so I was, I was practicing. They wouldn't let me practice with them, of course. Yeah. So I was practicing with the, the non-travel team skaters, and then I came to your guys' practice so I could actually hit people because they were doing their fresh their fresh whatever, the, their new skater testing or, or whatever yeah. it was. So I wasn't allowed to hit anybody. <laughs> um, and I, wasn't, I, mean, I couldn't do anything but skate when I was with them. Uh, so How'd you hear about coming to our practice? Did somebody just mention it, or it might have been Crust or somebody actually? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, can't remember who, but somebody told told me to go to see you guys. <laughs> I I just remember you you come to our practice. It must have been like the first time or the first time I was there. Yeah, it's like oh this is this is gonna be pretty cool, and yeah, like you would jam and it was just like. Y- I'm ready to block you, and then you like teleport around me or something. And just like, well, yeah. all right. You guys are really fun to play. I like that a lot. I wish we had practices together more often. Yeah, I mean, it's happening more and more. Is I it? Think. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I it is. So. We kind of pushed that a lot last year or the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, we're scrimmaging. Um, we're scrimmaging the All Stars on Sunday, I think. Oh, yay! Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, and then you obviously, like, tried out for Minnesota or something. Right? Uh, kind of, yeah, so I, I had been attending the home team practices when I could while I was skating with you guys also, because I could still do it, my transfer sort of thing, or could mm. I? Maybe I couldn't do that until after, nope, that's right, I couldn't officially be a transfer till after champs, mm-hmm. so the moment champs was over, I started doing the transfer process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, did you? But you skated on Arch that year. Yep. Here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. So I finished up with Arch that year, and then when I when I finally was done with Arch officially, I uh, became a transfer. Were and there any hard feelings? On, I guess I guess there's probably hard feelings. Um, I don't think so. Well, of all the teams to transfer to, I feel like Arch and Minnesota were, we just had so much in common. Like, we're so, and yeah. we had Harmony had just gone over there. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah. I think it was, Harmony kind of built this bridge. So, when I came over here, it was, 
everybody was like, oh, look at us, trading yeah. skaters, how cute. <laughs> um, right. And we didn't have to actively play each other till the next, that next travel season. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the bombshells, they actually, they, uh, they pass up uh, on some of the, they had the first transfer pick, and so they passed up on a couple other transfers because they knew I was coming. <laughs> And so they, they waited until I, until I, the moment I meet, met my requirements and drafted me immediately. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's, so, that's it's, so, cool. it's so complicated in, in the Twin Cities. I know, I it, know. Even, even on North Star, like, the, their draft process, like, they hear, you know, skaters coming in, too. That's funny. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be really aware of <laughs> the world. So funny. <laughs> um, Okay, and then that so that first year, you all went to you all went to champs that year mm-hmm. too, right? Yep, yep, yep. What what was the rank that in? I guess that would be twenty seventeen. We right? were. Oh, or no. It was in twenty. Or would that be twenty sixteen? No, see, I think we're a year off. I think I skated with Arch for the last season in twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. And then started skating with Minnesota immediately after that because I yeah. did go to two champs with them twenty. 60 and 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So just edit all that out. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh, don't, have to, don't have to listen to it. Um, so, yeah, so then we went to Champs the first year, and I think we were, I can't remember, I feel like we bounced between 10th and 12th. Yeah. Um, we might have gotten up to 8th a few, you know, short times. Um, but it was, yeah, we had a really good showing that year at Champs. I feel like we... It's, we have a, a kind of a weird, we always lost that first game, you know, mm. and you really wanted to win it, but... Who did you lose against that first game? Uh, let's see, we lost to... Who was it? I can't even remember now. Mm. Probably look it up. Seems like it would be more important. I, I only saw you all play here for chance. Oh, was it Arch? I think no, it was, it was New Jacks. I saw that game here, right? Yeah, I, we you, played them again. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I remember watching yeah. that game. Yep. It's, yep. I think I blocked it out of my mind entirely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that game. Yeah. And then you played a couple more, right? You yeah. said you lost the first one. And then we played some higher-level teams at Champs that year. I think it was we played Gotham, and we played... Might have been it. Well, no, because uh, I guess in twenty, the first time we went to champs, if you lose one game, I think you're done. If you, don't play, wow. if you lose one game at champs, you do, you're done. Oh, okay. So that was what happened. We lost to New Jackson. We were done. Oh. Yeah. But and you then, guys did play Gotham at some point. Yeah, right? that was at playoffs. We played Gotham. Okay. How was that? Do, have you ever been like starstruck playing these these teams? Yes and no. Yeah. I the first time we played Rose City, I'm like I'm like obsessed with um, Scald Eagle. <laughs> she has so, such a unique uh, skating style. Mm-hmm, yep, it's yep. It's crazy. So I I, I well, first time we played them and all the their blockers are just all amazing. Yeah. I had I had such a good time. Like I I don't know it was, you don't get angry when they beat up on you because you just have so much respect for them as skaters but yeah. I remember you know doing some awesome stuff against some of the Rose blockers and after the game you know some of them came up to me and were like oh yeah that was awesome you're, yeah. you're great and you kind of you have this moment of, of you yeah. feel really cool yeah um, but the play in Gotham I think it was a little different because they're not as they're not as sociable so they right. don't really talk to you <laughs> okay so you play them and you're trying to like have fun and enjoy it and they're just out for, for blood mm. um, so playing them was I'm glad I got to play them, but I'm not. To me, it wasn't as much of a fun experience as some of the other teams. Yeah. Played. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it was. I met. A, I met a lot of them when I did Team USA tryouts uh, uh, last year, two years ago, and so that was really nice because you see people that you've known and, and mm-hmm. you've skated with and you've talked to, and it doesn't matter what team they're on. You know, it doesn't matter how good they are. They're just they yeah. know you. So. How hot and so last year you went to you were in. Playoff, playoffs, or, or no, you went to Champs last year, mm-hmm. too. Yep, right? we went to Champs last year, too. How, what, where did you end up last year? Do you remember? Ooh, I think we ended up... Uh, I think our ranking after the end of the season was, like, 15 or 16. Oh, okay. Maybe we bumped up a little bit more, but, we had, yeah, we got hit pretty hard at playoffs. 
So we got to champs, but we barely made it to champs. Oh, that was that was the same year that you broke your ankle, yeah, right? Yeah, so that was the playoffs where I, I wasn't playing. Uh, and Pipes beat Atlanta for the champ spot in the last jam. We beat them by like three points or something. Oh, ridiculous. man. Yeah. But then you came back to play at champs? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I had ankle surgery August 2nd, and I played at Champs November 2nd. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. I, I only got back on skates in October, uh, early October, because I needed to have at least, I figured I needed to have at least like three weeks on skates before <laughs> I played. Oh my God. Uh, so it was, I, you know, my PT, my, my physical therapist was great. She seemed aware of my timeline, even though she, I don't think she knew what roller derby was. She uh -huh. just knew I needed to be back on skates in some way shape or form so uh she pushed me really hard and yeah. i did a lot like i was i was working out the moment after i had surgery i was working out so uh, like i spent I, I did all kinds of weird crap on the floor with bands and yep and all kinds of stuff so i i never really lost much except for just my calf strength yeah and yeah. my mobility and my balance but <laughs> <laughs> other than that other than that yeah um so for let's see how about the how about the advice portion right oh, yeah. so if we're so if we're if you're giving advice to somebody who's like oh brickyard is really is really good at roller derby well wait you took a wait a second i'm rushing ahead you took a season off or something right i'm not doing travel season right now yes. okay feels really good <laughs> okay. just needed a just yeah. needed some time away i mean as you know it doesn't it never ends you know your yeah. home season travel season home season travel season and then i ended up i was uh i went to australia for the derby fest in Whoa. january of this year which was really awesome but it kind of made me realize that i need to like i just need to not do it for a little bit and yeah let myself rest so because everybody there, you know, I was with some, some really awesome skaters from Sorry. here. You know, a couple people like Sarah Gaither from Rose was there. It was awesome. And Scald Eagle, or not Scald Eagle, uh, Lady Trample, mm -hmm. Scald Eagle's girlfriend. And, you know, you see all these people and they're so good. Danny Darko, so good. And they're so obsessed with roller derby. And I was just not, I realized I wasn't at that same level of obsession. And oh. I wasn't going to be able to give it 100% this season. Um, yeah. So I finished the home season, and now I'm just not skating. Yeah. It feels really weird. <laughs> yeah, give yourself some time off. Yeah, right? yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I know that if I needed to go back to it, I can. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Do, do you think you're going to, or you're just going to wait and see? I'm going to wait and see. Okay. It feels really good to get back into running and yeah. not having to work out and stay up late all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay, so now the advice yes. portion, right? Like if you were to talk to somebody who's like, Brickyard's really good at roller derby. I've never put on skates before. <laughs> like what is the, what's the advice progression to give to somebody like that? Well, I think, I think the most important part of playing roller derby that a lot of people I don't think take advantage of is that you have to do stuff outside of roller derby. You have mm -hmm. to be you see people get injured all the time and people get mm -hmm. scared because people get injured all the time. I mean, granted, I broke my ankle, but uh, it was because I was doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, but you have to you have to be able to be strong all over and not just think that roller derby practice is enough. Um, mm. You know, I spent a lot of time running and doing strength training and doing sprinting and biking and, you know, other physical therapy sort of activities because you just put your body through so much mm -hmm. that you don't you don't get that strength in your shoulders when you're skating you know you don't get mm. your core strength when you're just on the track um Ugh, i know that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i think i think that's like that's a huge thing that i think new skaters especially need to know that you can't just come to practice and think that you're going to get better you have to keep yourself healthy by doing stuff outside of practice uh-huh um and then other than that i think you have to learn how to fall yeah. And know that your safety equipment is going to protect you, and then just not let anything slow you down. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you you have to have this sense of, of just just lack of care for your body. It sounds <laughs> awful, but you have to just not care when you're throwing yourself into a pack of people. Don't think about your nose getting hit. You don't think about somebody punching you in the gut. You just you just go for it. Uh huh. Yeah. Who? Maybe maybe you don't have an answer to this question. <laughs> Who shouldn't, like, 
you know, like, roller derby is intended for, you've never been an athlete before. Like, cool, we'll, we'll accept you on. Yeah. But, like, for real, who should not? I would say anybody that is afraid of getting hurt, just in general, in life. Mm -hmm. um, that is, we, I know there's a lot of people I talk to, and I'm like, oh, you should play roller derby, that'd be fun. And they just say, I'm, that's too scary, or that's, I don't want to get hurt. And if you have that mindset before you even start playing, I think you're in big trouble. Mm -hmm. um, I think you have to be able to, to be okay with being uncomfortable too. Like having sweaty bodies touching you all the <laughs> yeah. time. Like, all, yeah, all <laughs> the time. So if anybody's yeah. not okay with you know people in close proximity and touching and sweat, and um, then yeah. it probably shouldn't play either. Yeah. And was there any, did you have any like, um, moments in your derby career where you felt like you were at a plateau and then something happened and you were like, oh, that like unlocked my next level type stuff? I think so. I think it happens when I was in, right before, it really was right before Team USA tryouts actually. So I, I had been, you know, doing pretty well, but I felt like I wasn't really progressing at a certain point. And I, I got new skates um, and I got new plates. And I kind of learned how to adjust my plates. And I got new toe stops. So it was just a few equipment things. But then I remember I had just skated so much. Like I went to so many practices and I spent so much time doing cross-training activities and working on my balance and, you know, really focusing on those little things. Like I'd go to the gym and I wouldn't just lift. I would do all these activities that required standing on one foot while you did them or mm -hmm. all these activities that required, you know, lots of burpees and stuff and and I spent a lot of time doing those really basic skills that we just don't do after mm -hmm. after you learn them you just kind of stop you're like oh, who needs to know how to skate on one foot who needs to know how to you know do all this other stuff so I think I, I just went back to basics I went back to just strengthening my body and learning how to do things um, mm. fundamentally and then going to a lot of practices <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden I just felt like I saw a lot of things clicked you know yeah. I was having the pressure, not the pressure, but having like pipes around and a couple other high-level jammers that, you know, you get to practice together and learn things together, mm -hmm. um, which you don't get to do as a jammer that much. Yeah, um, I had I had this moment when I was jamming, and I'm like, I'm not, I I think I'm not being modest and being realistic. I am not <laughs> as good as you, but or, or was I'm not now because I'm hurt, but I was not. I'm yeah. acknowledging it. But for me, like, I had this moment, um, one, of, one of our coaches for home season, I was jamming, and Ida, she said, um, like, look, find your path through the pack, mm -hmm. like, look up and look through the pack, don't, like, attack, like, at these people. Oh, yeah. And it was sort of this moment where I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, my goal is to not actually like <laughs> slam into these people yeah. when I'm jamming. Like it's to just get by them. Yeah, we. I spend a lot of time. Whenever I, I was doing some coaching stuff, I spent a lot of time just talking about looking at the space between people. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how many jammers look at the bodies and look at those like, oh, I look at that person in front of me. Whereas, yeah, so many times you have to train yourself to look at the space between. Yeah. And yeah, and like to. And I've found that, like, when you keep your head up and you're looking for that path through, then you're more aware of, like, okay, I see my offense is there. I see my defense guys are over there. I can see the jammer coming, you know, coming up over here. So I know I don't want to go that way. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. find that that was true? Yes, too? definitely. I think, I think we, especially as jammers, this last couple of years, we spent a lot of time at practice just working on taking offense in a way that we were forced to keep our eyes up at all times. And that's, it's amazing how much you just, some jammers just, I mean, I even still do it. You just put your head down and you just go. And you yeah. just, like, you're just pushing against the body and you hope that you're doing something right. But, you know, there's like a huge hole on the inside of the track and your offense is trying to give you something on the outside of the track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we spent a lot of time the last couple of seasons at, at MNRG in particular focusing on offense and that, keeping your head up and looking for that yeah it helped a lot uh, it's so frustrating <laughs> when you're trying to be be offense for yeah. somebody and they're just fighting <laughs> and you're like i've got like 
I've got this highway over here right next to me, man. Yeah, like, yeah one of the classes on. I taught when I was in Australia actually was not about how to jam, it was how to jam so your offense can help you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it was, it's amazing how many things jammers don't realize they can do for themselves to make their lives a lot easier because, you know. I feel like, too, what happens in roller derby for blockers and jammers is that um, people don't, people try to jam against their, or jam or block against their own body type. Yeah. It's like, I've had, I've seen people like try and act like they are, you know, a, a big, huge jammer and just shove these walls. <laughs> like, uh, I, I weigh 170. I'm not pushing any walls, you know. Uh, do you guys ever, so this is something I did with a lot of the newer skaters and the jammers that we've had now is you, we talk about watching footage, like watching jammers, but we only tell them to watch, I think Max actually still does this, picks mm. out specific jammers that match their body style or their skating style or match like the the strength that they might have on the track so they say you need to watch footage of these two jammers or you need to watch mm. footage of of you know this team and then watch how they interact with their, one of their jammers not all of them but i think that that's also as a jammer you have to know what you can and can't do like i could watch scald eagle play all day but there's no way i'm gonna be able to do half the stuff that she does yeah she, yeah she's yeah, she does that weird, <laughs> that weird slow approach, and then mm -hmm. just yeah. some craziness. Yeah. So I can watch her and admire her, but I never watch her for, you know, jamming style or anything like that, or learning new moves. Like, yeah, no. yeah. Do you have any, um, any over overall advice for like the blocker types? I would say for blockers. Yeah. Don't let don't let jammers push you around. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but don't let don't let those like a lot of times jammers we tend to be a little uh, overzealous and we tend to do crazy stuff with our heads, but we're really not moving as much as we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, and we tend to try to just it's almost like a bee sting. Like we try to just like hit these little spots mm -hmm. to get through. And a lot of blockers will get angry or upset or or they'll start to move because they think this jammer is going to go somewhere else. But really, I think blockers have to be a little more aware of how limited jammers are in terms of their lateral movement sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about, we call it like not over committing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, well, I, I've, you know, yeah, just like and you but said. It's even, and it's even that in the, just those little hits that they give you. I mean, you have to be aware at all times that a jammer is going to hit you. You know, you should never yeah. be in a position where a tiny little tap with their butt is going to make your hips spin around. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't give us don't give us more credit than we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. I think that's I mean there's some blockers out there that the only way I can get around them is to make them move on the track. If they just stayed their position and stayed their ground, there's no way I'd get around them. Uh-huh. But, you know, blockers just want to be in front of the jammers all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any, so any other, like, overall advice-y type things? I, I think that for jammers, we sometimes feel disconnected from the rest of the team. So you are doing your own thing. You're always a different position in drills. You know, you have your own roles and responsibilities on the track. But I would challenge everybody that jams especially people maybe that pivot or even the blockers to constantly communicate with their jammers during drills and during mm. activities to figure out what works and what doesn't work and not just assume that a jammer is jamming a certain way, blockers are blocking a certain way and that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. uh, jammers can learn a lot from blockers and they can change the way that they jam. Like they don't have to, I think blockers especially, if people don't realize that jammers are moldable too. Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes you think, oh, you're jamming. That's just how you jam. That's how it's going to be. Can't really deal with you any other way. But, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time learning how to do things on the track to help my blockers and to help my offense and um, things that they want me to do, not things that I tell blockers to do. So yeah, blockers can tell jammers to do things, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you, do you have any, like, uh, mental tips or anything? Like, is, is there... Because roller derby is like a whole new mental game, especially yeah. for people who, like me who never did team sports. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, for jammers, I 
was a really big proponent of having like a, a mantra of some sort. So some little phrase you can say to yourself to get yourself out of a funk whenever you're on the track. Because mm. um, we go through these phases where we're, like you said, pushing against a wall of blockers and we're so upset and all we want to do is go back to the bench and maybe we should just get a penalty so we don't have to be out here anymore. <laughs> you yeah. get into these really dark places. So spending a lot of time with jammers, learning how to just have a few little words you say to yourself or something you can tell, tell yourself to get yourself out of that really horrible mental funk. And you're talking about in the midst of a jam, like yeah. you're in the middle of playing yeah. and that happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, I think you can talk yourself out of stuff on the, on the bench or you can, you know, talk to your teammates and they can help you kind of get out of it. But when you're on the track and you're by yourself and you just hate your life, you have to learn how to at least keep your feet moving you know it doesn't you don't maybe you won't get out whatever that's fine but you don't want to mentally give up in those situations yeah um, so we we i mean we even taught things like let yourself take a breath so you're pushing against this wall of blockers you don't have to push the whole time take a breath mm, like yeah. let yourself rest for a second and then go push back into them um so I think that's that for jammers is the most important. Uh, for blockers, I really think it's not overthinking, um, learning things so well and learning all these different strategies so well that you don't have to think about it on the track. Mm, but yeah. again, I'm I'm a horrible blocker, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the the thing, the moment that I can't stand, that, and every team does it. Like yeah. it, it's it, it's hard not to, but that moment when. I see a blocker just not doing anything. <laughs> like, it drives me so crazy. Yeah. It's just like, you got, you need to do something. That's like, kind of like when we, like we talk to really new skaters that are blocking for the first time, we tell them like their only job is to stay next to another blocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, we don't care what you do. If you're blocking, if you're alone, you are not in a good spot. Like, find somebody else. Yeah. But, but it's almost, I mean, it's the same thing. You almost have to have you have to be so confident with what you're doing that you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. um, which means going to practice all the time. All the time. All and the working time. out all the and time. And working out all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else? Do you have any funny anecdotes or anything? Good stories? Anecdotes. Mm. Any crazy things that happened on the road or anything at practice? I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happened, I guess. Maybe nothing is appropriate for <laughs> right. for public. Yeah, what's what's in the PG to PG thirteen realm? <laughs> I I would say, hmm, we're all so mild. What's the best place? I will say, okay, so this is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so when I was at Arch, we were pretty intense at after parties. So we were like there early you know we just, we'd be the first ones at an after party we'd all be drunk already and nobody would show up for like two more hours you know because we were just ready to go and uh you know we would do funny things like make sangria in a tupperware container in our hotel room and you know, <laughs> silly stuff like that but then when i came to minnesota i was i didn't really know how their after party thing was and i think it was trudy or somebody had mentioned that Minnesota was a little bit more awkward when it came to after party. A little more awkward? Awkward, yeah. Okay. So I remember we went to the first after party together, and I was expecting, you know, some dancing, some drinking, some hanging out, and I'm pretty sure that everybody from Minnesota just sat on the wall and watched the entire time and then just <laughs> left. Like, nobody, nobody did anything. Nobody, like, it was, it was hilarious. Like, you're talking about the, an all-star? Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. No, this was, yeah, all-stars. We'd go to these after parties. We'd all, we'd get really excited and get dressed up. And we'd all have matching outfits. And then we'd go to these after parties and everybody would just be wallflowers the whole time. <laughs> and, I mean, I think it's really funny. I'm, I'm not, like, into partying that much anymore anyway. So, uh, it was enjoyable just to sit and talk. But I remember <laughs> just, like, being that awkward kid in the corner while everybody else is dancing. <laughs> So, That's awesome. It was pretty fun. Yeah. So Minnesota knows how to after party in a very different way. Yeah. There's always a few exceptions, of course. Yeah. I, I, some of my teammates, um, I'm, I'm in the, the crowd who we said um, like our favorite after party would be reading comic books and drinking tea in a quiet hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh all overstimulated. Yeah. Like, if you just go take a shower in the hotel and read some comics, I'm good. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
What else didn't we cover? What, did we miss anything? Um, man, I don't know. We covered a lot. Yeah. Good. I think we're good. Yeah. I'm just weird. I couldn't think of any other, like, I know there's all kinds of weird shit that's happened. Yeah. But. All right. Well, if you think of it, we'll do a we'll do a stinger. A stinger or something. So bizarre. Hmm. What uh, what toe stops do you like to use now? I have the really big ones. Yeah. They the mo- green monster ones. Oh okay. Are, th- are those the big ones? Bionic. Use... No, they're bionic. Oh, you use the the, the big bionic. Yeah, ones. big bionic. I like the um super balls. Oh. It's same. Yeah. Same concept. I, I don't know why anybody doesn't have huge toe stops. I guess blockers don't like them that much. But. Yeah, I talked to Fire Wally, you know, one of our jammers. Yeah. He's like, no, gumballs were fine. I'm not changing. Just the regular old. It's insane. Yeah. It's yeah. dumb. Oh, I, w- I do have one funny anecdote to all right. story. But it's not about All-Stars. That's okay. So, <laughs> I still, I'll never forget this. So, we, um, we were playing at our, our championship, local championship at Arch. And this is actually kind of a sad story, I guess. Oh. Well, maybe it's not sad. I don't know. <laughs> so we were we were playing this team, and they were about to beat us, and we were really sad. And then those last jam, and I was out there jamming, and the uh, person, the jammer from the other team, uh, hurt herself. And then instead of staying on the track and like having the game called and it be done, she pulled herself off of the track. And so she was on the sidelines, so she couldn't jam anymore. And we ended up beating them by like two or three points or something ridiculous. Oh, because no. I went the full, like the, she couldn't call it off or anything. I went the full two minutes. Oh no! Um, I remember that was. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome from my perspective, but it was yeah. sad for her. <laughs> <laughs> she just didn't want the game to. But end. I just remember us being. We were so excited, and then all of a sudden we were also like. You know, our friend was also hurt, so we were so sad. <laughs> that, remi- that reminds me of, I before I started playing, I was refing, mm. and I was refing a game um, with, it was Gainesville versus Blue Ridge, and Blue Ridge is in North Carolina, Gainesville's from Florida. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is a messed up injury story, <laughs> but like, there was this ref on the, he was an outside pack ref. Mm-hmm. He's skating. He was at he was at the back of the pack, so I think he was sort of looking that way, and a jammer must have got hit or fell okay. or something, and so she came like kind of in his blind spot, mm. and then cut in front of him, but she was kind of falling small, so he saw her at the last minute as she was like maybe five feet in front of him. Yeah. He tried to jump over her. Oh no! Clipped her on like the back or the head or something yeah. with his feet. She was fine, but like the force of that like flipped him like uh, like a fulcrum or something. Yeah. Like flipped him and he smashed his face into the oh ground. Oh my gosh! And I think this story got like more inflated, more like more and more inflated so the following information i do not know if it's true or not <laughs> but but somebody said like his kid was there uh watching him get like taken away on a stretcher the guy didn't have insurance oh no uh and his dog died the same day like what like all of that That's can't awful. can't be true but i think at least one of the three is probably true <laughs> I was I was head ref at the time in Gainesville, and I was like, I was like very stern with all of my other. Refs. I was like, you just hit the person, like just hit them. Do not jump over them. Yeah. Just yeah. just fall over. You'll be fine. We have pads. Ugh. Yeah. God, I can like visually see that happen too. Oh, it was. Uh, it, it was so. It just. Ugh. I thought of a, a more lighthearted story we can end on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sure. So when I was. Do you remember, I don't know if you ever did, um, do they have state wars? Did they have state wars at all for the guys? I don't know no. if they did. So they did this thing for a few years. It was really fun. It was called state wars. So it was like a team would be made up for a state. And then they'd go to, we were in Florida, I think, and we'd play, compete in this tournament. Uh, and I went, 
couple years, maybe in 2013, maybe 14. And it was with the, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Missouri. I was Missouri, Team Missouri. And we were playing against Team Texas and Freight Train, one of the skaters on Team Texas was skating. And she's awesome, she's a really cool person. Um, had a lot of fun with her at parties and at games. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of fun. We've associated with each other a few times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so we were jamming. I was jamming against them, and Freytain is she's a really good jammer. She's an awesome jammer. And she was going around, and, and we were having a hard time against Texas. They're pretty good. There was like pretty much all of like the Texacutioners on this team together. You know, this like all-star Texas team. And I was having. I was coming around, and I was Freytain was right in front of me, and it was a four wall of Texas skaters. And then freight train was approaching them, and then all of my skaters were in front of them. And so I was like, man, this is gonna suck. So I just got up right behind freight train, grabbed her hips, and ducked down really small. <laughs> and so she skated through her blockers and just let me right behind her. And all the blockers just opened up and let her through. And then they were like, what? And they closed, and I was already past them. And I remember freight train was just like so confused, and all the blockers were so confused, and I was super excited and then I went back to the bench and I was all I could do was tell people that I freight trained freight train <laughs> right she didn't see she didn't feel no I'm pretty it. sure I was like I was like lightly touching her just enough to like be with her yeah, yeah. it was pretty awesome yeah. that's great that was I mean obviously it wasn't that much skill but it was one of my favorite moments ever. <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah. pretty good yeah. all right we can end on that on that high note sounds good thanks thanks for talking yeah no problem